Laker gang. Oh man, we in this one. We've been waiting on this week. This been the week we've been waiting on. Come on Tuesday, what's taking so long? All right, <laughs> this your man Mavis at M-A-V-U-S-1-5 on Twitter. This is the Laker Gang Podcast, man. You can always check us out on www.lakergangpodcast.com, okay? Support the show. We got a Patreon, man. Patreon.com backslash Laker Gang, as low as $3 a month, okay? Let me introduce my guest. One of my guests. Ooh, one of my guests. I'm doing it big out here, bruh. I'm with my boy, Code of Personality. But y'all know him as at 19Franchise on Twitter. Say what's up to the people. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. You knew I was going to call you. We got a clown. We got a whole lot yeah. of stuff to talk about. Yo, we got to talk yeah. about this preseason, bro. <laughs> We got to talk yeah, about this preseason. We got a lot. We got a lot going on here. Let's let's just get let's hop right into this shit, man. Cause, all right, AD sprang his damn thumb, and people lost their goddamn mind. Man, people, see that's the thing, man. Like, dude, and dude, analysis wasn't even out yet. Everybody right. like, oh, he out for like three weeks. Right. And I'm like, come on, man. But why did like, they? Why did they dude, jump to that? Dude. They, they didn't jump you know, to that about PG, though. Go ahead. It's because, a, it's because he's AD. Yep. If, he, if AD was playing for the Celtics, no one would have a problem with it. Exactly. But because he found his way to the Lakers, quote, unquote, he all of a sudden dealing with the ramifications that come with it. And everybody's so hyped up about, oh, AD, you know, he got to stay healthy. Blah, 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 blah. But everybody's crowning the, the Clippers to be the champions across the hall, but Paul George ain't exactly no damn deacon to help himself. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't, but you don't hear like, the news. Kawhi, the news ain't the same, no. You, 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 it's not. And I'm the just, thing, like, Kawhi, people don't realize Kawhi's knee, like, that's going to get worse with time. That ain't just I, no one-time injury. That's some stuff that's going to, like, be with him for the rest of his career. I've been so, feeling that way, too, but I don't I don't even want to – I don't want to wish it on him, but I do feel that way. I don't want to wish it on nobody, <laughs> but I'm like, you got to think about it. But look at, look at the load he's going to have to carry for yeah. the first few months without, without George there. Yeah. And then George got to get back in the swing of things, get in game shape. And you know it take about a good ten, maybe fifteen games to get in good game shape. See, I told and, you, man. Oh, no. They, they, look how they infecting this show, bro. They just then seeped into this damn show. This is about the like. Let's get back to the Lakers, okay? Because I can't. We can talk about them scrubs all year. Let's get back to the Lakers. <laughs> I'm telling you, dog. They like a virus, <laughs> man. It's like you cannot not talk about them, okay? It's, it's just I'm just mad that everybody's so quick to crown them champions. Yeah, but same. our team for some reason is bad, badly built. So let's and talk I'm about like, it. So let's talk about it. Where do you think the Lakers will end up at the end of the year, going from one to eight? Where will they end up? Because you just said it. I don't have them. I don't have them no less than five. No less than five. The reason I'm kind of being optimistic because I'm like you know there's gonna be a lot of load management. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Especially what happened with LeBron last year. It's going to be a lot of low management games. So, yeah. 
This is this is partly the reason I wish Cousins was playing. Yeah, because games like that is where you would need him. You know, true. So somebody that can stretch the floor. I'm gonna go out on the limb and say one through four, but I I I foresee at 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 minimum fifty. Wins. Yeah, I, that's what I was saying. I see them getting 60 wins. I think they're going to be somewhere between that one and four slot, maybe five, because the West is going to be incredibly tough this year. I don't think people understand. I it think is. it's 10 teams. Like, we talking. 10 like, teams, like, bro. Denver is, was second in the West last year. And people aren't even discussing them being in the top five this Exactly, year. man. That is crazy. <laughs> Not to mention. Utah might be better than, than Denver this year. Bro. That's right. And Utah is still considered, like, below the elite in the West. Think yeah. about that. No, people ain't even talking about the Spurs. That lets you know right there that uh, it's a it's a completely upside-down, twisty-turvy. It's a bloodbath, man. It's a bloodbath, bro. And even though they're not going to be, like, in the playoffs or whatever, but you got to look at teams like Dallas yep. and Sacramento. Yep. All of them trying to build momentum. That's right. You know, go carry on into the next season where they might consider making the playoffs. And like you said, it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a fight. You still got to deal with the Portlands of the world. And, you know, it's like, dog, every night is going to yeah. be something different. I, like I said, at least – the Lakers have a little leeway at the beginning of the year because last year we had no leeway. No, no. We started off the year with Portland. That's right. <laughs> it was like back to back to back to back. You had to, it was eight of the first 10 games was Western Conference teams. And when they did bad, I was like, damn, man, we already kind of fucked. We already going into this kind of fucked. So. Okay, you were just talking about the load management. I'm going to say something about this Laker bench that I know people excited and all of this. We really ain't really get to see the damn bench yet. Kuzma out, right? Yeah. Kuzma's out. Exactly. Cook barely played, right? Dudley just got back. I think to get some run, man. Right. I like Norvell, though. <laughs> I really do. Norvell, right. We we got to see a I little mean, bit of Norvell. You know what? I, I hope Norville and, and Tucker Hooper. I, I want Thornton Tucker to be in there, too. I'm I, want all, I want the rookies to get some shine. Yeah. I want Dwight Howard to do what he's been doing. Yeah. But people do, I told folks that she don't sleep on Dwight. Everybody was like, oh, you know, Dwight Howard did, Dwight Howard, including you. You got to come. You. But time out. Time out. It's still early. It's still preseason. Look, I don't look, know if look, the dividend look, came look, out yet. He just might. Look, 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 look. I told you, bro. I think Dwight Howard really got in the day. Like, bro, this could right. be my last opportunity to stick in the lead. Like, he got a done. Like, nobody was checking for Dwight Howard until his cousin got hurt. I think he realized, bro, if I don't get this shit right, I can forget about being what in the a, NBA. That's because he, did, he want to end up like Carmelo. He pissed Anthony. off three damn teams. He pissed off three damn teams, of course. He is on his last leg. <laughs> He is, and that's what I'm saying. I think, I think he. Re- I'm saying, I think he realized that that, now, that he didn't like, fuck over so many teams that he it's don't have no choice to be going through it and being oblivious to it. Right, but it's different when you finally see it. True. Uh, you know what? And talking about the bench, we ain't even seen our rookie. We ain't seen Tht yet. We don't know what he is. Yeah. All I know is he got freakishly yeah. long arms, but we ain't seen him play yet. Right. We barely saw Daniels. We just saw Daniels. Daniels looked pretty good, too. Right? 
So, you know, we, we got to talk about it because you just brought up Cook and then we talked Daniels and we got to talk about Caruso and we got to talk about Rondo. And now Bradley is in that oh. mix too. Who, gonna, who the fuck running point for the Lakers? Like me, if I'm, if I'm making the roster decision on who is running the point, right? I would probably let Bradley start. Yeah, me too. Because I'm leaning towards Bradley. Bradley is defensive. I mean, yeah. the shooting that he provides with, oh. with that lineup. But, however, yeah. I would let Caruso get a lot of run with that lineup too. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. AD, AD, AD loves Rondo. He loves well, Rondo. You know, for some reason, everyone loves Rondo, but for some reason, they just overlook what this dude be doing on the. I'm like, if y'all wanted Rondo to stay on the team, y'all could have hired that man as an assistant coach. But, but like, they, okay. <laughs> but, you, it, man. but you know this go back to the New Orleans really days. Do. But Rondo will put a detriment to your team just so he can hunt for the assist, bro. This ain't it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. And that's the only reason. And I got to give Rondo credit because if it wasn't for him, he probably was one of the advocates for Cousins staying on. Because what's the real here? After that situation that happened with Cousins, they're probably like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to release him. I'm pretty sure Rondo probably stuck up on him along with AD. Yeah. You know, whatever. That's true. I think they stuck up with him. So, that's why he's still on the squad, technically. Technically. You know? And I think they're going to give him another one year. See, but I... Okay, it's it's two spots on the Lakers that kind of propel... Well, I'm kind of... I don't really know. The two-guard spot is still up for grabs, too. I don't like KCP. Man. I do not like KCP. Norvell coming on strong. Green definitely is the starter. But oh, green started for sure. But what but happens? See, the thing is with go the ahead. thing is with uh KCP is KCP can, can play some small forward too. So, <sighs> but are that's you? what that, so you don't necessarily have to stack him in the shooting guard. You can run a lineup where he playing small forward and say Green and or you know Norvell can run the guard spot. That's man. That's rough though, man. Because it's like or Dudley can run it. Let's not forget Dudley still on the team too. That's true. Dudley can run it. He can run it. Cause I'm I'm just saying when Cools get back, you want Dwight as starter. You want Cools kind of at that four spot, right? Or do you want right. to run some type of LeBron Cools like in between before the bench really comes all the way in, where you kind of have just LeBron and some of the bench guys, right? You want to do a lineup like that. I I just it's almost like it's not a it's not a lot of minutes to spread around like that, man. Like somebody got to wear I a damn like suit. Who's gonna get a lot of? I think who's gonna push? He gonna push close to thirty, even though he comes off the bench. That's just what I think. You think he gonna like, push close to thirty? Thirty what? As the season get going, thirty minutes. I think he gonna get pushed. Yeah, I think he gonna push close to thirty. That's a lot of minutes, man. That's a lot of men. I mean, but that's that's the youngest dude on your team, though. But that that mean they would have to be running him at two guard or small four most of the time because how they run him at the forward, they run him at the power forward. Like say for example, let's say let's say we have a load management game. Right. Let's say okay, we're gonna skip LeBron this game. Oh, okay. I get where I get where you're going. Okay. You know, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. AD and, and Kuzma at times in that game will probably play center and powerful. I know AD hey, don't ain't thrilled for playing center, but in some instances he's gonna suck it up. Right? Yeah, he is. So yeah. like he, I don't know why he don't realize that he's better at center than he is at powerful. But I don't know. A lot of NBA players are like that. You know, they feel like they they got to be listed at seven feet or they got to play know. this position or I yeah. don't know, but. I think that, like I said, I think since Kuzma's the youngest, he's going to see a lot of men. Long as they don't play him at center like they did. Long as they don't play him at center like they did last year, I'm cool. Because that was goddamn now, garbage. Now, McGee and Dwight Howard got center on lock. Yeah. <laughs> McGee and Dwight Howard have center on lock. Talking about and, that, we got to well, talk about McGee, bro. McGee has been clowning. McGee has been a beast. Yep. I, I think... Since defenses are so like stuck on AD and LeBron, McGee looked like he just free roaming, and that's a scary thing, dog. Because AD was looking for him. AD was crossing people up looking for McGee, and I think Dwight kind of in that same realm. Like it's gonna be hard to stop how big this team is, man. They big as fuck. You kind of saw that against Golden State. Dwight and AD and McGee all seven feet. Right. Then you got LeBron who's sixty eight, six nine. Yeah. Who's was like what? Six eight, six, six nine, somewhere around six, there. Nine. Yeah, I would six, say nine. you know say KCP is like what, six six? Yeah. It's and a tall then, ass line. Um, I think it was like green, on the team. Yeah, green about six five, six six. Yeah. That's a tall yeah. ass line. And up, that's man. what I'm saying. The only thing the only like I honestly I feel the only spot where I think we could have shored up a little bit more. Was I think we could have maybe did a little better at point. True. I, I feel like point guard lacks a little bit. But but I'll, but I'll put I it like this. Caruso. Yeah, I, I'll put it like this. I feel like this reminds me of the old Lakers, like Derek Fisher, right? We ain't asked him to really yeah. run point. We really asked him to be so a kick-out three dude. Right? And then, but then he get those... You get those games sometimes where he'll score 25 in game one of the exactly. NBA Finals. Or exactly. <laughs> because he wide open. Because they so worried about the other two. They worried about Powell and Kobe. They going to leave the shooters open. I feel like they doing the same thing with this squad. If Daniels could come in and knock them down, Caruso come in and knock them down. Cook looks so damn good in that Golden State game. Uh, he looked like he could play off Dwight or McGee. R.A.D. or LeBron, mm-hmm. he's the only one. I just want these guys to take good shots from deep. Last year was yes. not that good from deep, and it's so crucial. If you're gonna be a playoff team, you gotta hit the three of the deepest clip. That's true. That's that's like, fucking true. Like at, at, as a team, I want them to shoot thirty-five percent. Uh, yeah, I think that they gotta be above minimum. it. I think yeah, that's, that's true. Minimum. Especially with. Most teams are going to be trying to, with us being so big, most teams are going to stay in the paint. So you're going to get open threes. Exactly. It's just like, y'all got to knock them down, they're gonna man. Pack the paint to, they're going to pack the paint to stop the pick and roll from Dwight Howard yep. or the pick and roll from AD or Javel McGee, whatever. Because yep. Rondo's going to run that pick and roll. I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> I feel so, like, I, I, you know what? Let me get to the second quarter. We're going to talk more in the second quarter. All right, 
We in the second. I just want to bring up our biggest problem so far. The biggest problem for the Lakers was on defense, and that was defending the three. Uh, the Nets ate our ass up from deep. Uh, two games, really. But I will say, Frank Vogel noted that we had too many threes. So he made a focal point of getting the perimeter players to trust the interior D and push up on three-point shooters in the last two games. He said, and I quote, the rim protection behind us helps us be more aggressive on the perimeter. Very fucking true. You know how that's been the biggest problem for years. Every Laker game, what do we see, bro? Open threes. Them not staying at home on their man. Leaving dudes open. It happened in all those big last second shots that happened on us last year was broken down plays where everybody ran inside and left a three-point shooter open. The shit happened in Sacramento, which I still fucking hate. It's the same shit. So if he can fix this, if he can get them dudes to understand it, hey, bruh, you don't need to be getting the rebound. We got enough big motherfuckers in there to get rebounds. Stay your ass on the shooters. I think this might actually finally fucking work. What do you say? I think... I think I think having a dude like Jared Dudley out there yes. is really going to be the key to that. Because I'm I'm witnessing him last season, like, calling plays out. He's like, hey, stay here. Like, I think Jared Dudley out there is really going to help. Him. I think Jared Dudley is going to be the greatest sister coach one day. I kid you not. Hmm. I think him being out there is going to help get those rotations right, close out on shooters, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's not the, the main thing to me. Is I think a lot of people need to learn like leadership by example. LeBron got to learn to play D, man. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. Off on D. He do. LeBron he plays off. off on D and then expecting to win because the team's going to follow suit. That's true. So if you slacking off on D, they're going to be like, you know, maybe I can take a playoff or something. And next thing you know, you on a run. You on, you on the other side of a run. And you don't want to do that. You so don't. Gotta, man, when you get fouled, if the ref don't blow the whistle, don't complain about it because complaining about it ain't going to get the call turned in the middle of the game. Turn your ass back around. Start playing defense. Get it over with. It's true, man. I, You know, my whole thing is let's talk about a Twitter debate that's been happening. Who is the leader of this team? Because I've been seeing this for the past four days. Is it AD team or is it LeBron team? And people trying to figure out who going to win think, MVP. I think in terms of leadership, it's probably LeBron's team. But yes. as far as like talent and the future, it's AD all day. That's how I feel too, bro. That's what I feel. Like, I mean, essentially it's LeBron. I think LeBron's going to be like, you know what, hey, I got AD. I can, I can chill a little bit. You know, I ain't got to go so hard. I ain't got to suck in win for 50 plus minutes on an overtime game because I got AD yep. right here younger than me faster stronger all that I got AD and AD can get a bucket with the quickness we we saw so, it we saw it in that Golden State game that third Golden State preseason game AD looked really dominant he was getting blocks running the floor dunking on people and LeBron was just playing his role like, I'm gonna feed these cats Soon as AD calmed down, LeBron started driving on him, and the team and the defense was just like, "What the hell are we supposed to do?" Like, 
Exactly. You got both of exactly. these motherfuckers coming so, full steam at us. So I That's what I'm saying. The only thing that can stop us from making playoffs is health. That's it. I don't foresee anything of like as far as talent, there ain't no way in hell we not no playoff team. That's how I feel. Hell, then we might have a problem. That's how I feel too, man. I feel like we in there. I I wanna see the Norvells of the world get some tick though, man. I we like I keep saying, we gotta wait on how Vogel is gonna use these guys, man. Like I think a lot of people I, I jump in the gun. Talent gotta be like like they developing this talent gotta be top priority too. Last thing we need is for a Thomas Bryant situation to happen again. <laughs> True. We don't want so motherfuckers just so walking left. away and balling on other teams. Like, we don't like want Thomas that. Thomas Bryant literally was getting paid pity. Dog. And I'm like, don't remind let that man play. They walked a little more way. That man went out there and watched it. And I'm like, now he's a starter. <laughs> now he's a starter on the watch. Team. He's a freaking starter. I mean, that ain't hard because the women suck. That's but true. That's, that's beside the point. <laughs> true. He is a starter now and and probably going to see over 30 minutes a game. That's true. It's, okay, now, that's now, the cool but, but, then, but for every Thomas Bryant, you get a Luba. <laughs> true. But I feel like we got Kustis. Antetokounmpo. All right? We got to talk about Kustis because this is important. If this could lead to yeah, something really. else, if this could lead, yeah. you know, Giannis' last four tweets today was about the Lakers. The last four, all Lakers. I didn't tweets. know that. Yeah, it's. Hey man, I saw people riled up just the fact that he was posting Lakers anything on his timeline. That's because they don't want that. They don't want that. They, they don't, don't want, want that. that. <laughs> they don't want that. Oh, they don't want that. Hey, bro. They don't want that. They didn't want us to get. They didn't want us to be in the running for Kawhi. So let me just do a quick reminder. Quick reminder. Now that we talking about it, don't forget. JPK on that squad too. Now. Not just hold. On. Yeah, that's true. But Giannis, remember Giannis was trying to recruit AD to Milwaukee. You remember that? He was like. He was like, yo, come over here. You don't have to go back to New Orleans. You come play with us. So it seems like Giannis does want to play with AD. Very and interesting. AD is, and I remember like, I was reading the article about how uh, AD came to the Lakers. And it was like, he was talking about the Kawhi situation. He was like, you know, he, he's like trying to see what he can do to get Kawhi in there. He's like, well, I don't really say much, but, you know. He was letting them know, hey, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and he's willing to recruit, and you got Jason Kidd and your brother sitting across from the table? Boy. Man, listen. <laughs> Boy. I like our chances. <laughs> I like nah. our chances. That's all I'm saying. I do, too. I feel like. Walking, if Milwaukee don't win that ship, <laughs> I like our chances. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they better win that title. <laughs> Now, you know what? We might as well just break down some general general basketball shit because we all hyped about the season anyway. I only see three good teams in the East. It's only three to and me. The East so top-heavy. The East so top-heavy. Like, it, it, it's Philly. Philly. The Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And Toronto and or Boston. Hell. 
Is it Toronto or Boston? It's one of them. I would not. I, I wouldn't say Toronto. I think Toronto's going to take a huge step back. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I look. This thing. This is a lot of those dudes last year playing in that team. Like Mark Gasol, is he in a contract yet? Boston's in a contract yet? True. Like the only reason they extend the Lowry, they extend him for one fucking year. But that's so why I know what they about to do. But that's why I think they are gonna make a major push because niggas gonna have to play up if they want future contracts. They all in I the mean, last year. The they, but, no, but no, no, no. They gotta really play hard. But you, but do you really want to give future contracts to Mark Gasol and all them and they in their thirties like that? Yeah, that's kind of no, true. I, I if think, I'm not a playoff team, I, I would. Let, I think you can. I think it's a playoff team, but I think uh. you can let that go. I think he's just gonna do it because you know this the year after they won the ship. They don't want to be like you know like they just gave up. Yeah, your fan you know, base gonna, gonna go die. Through the your fan base gonna, gonna die. Gonna go, I think he gonna go, go through the motion, and then after this, he gonna just start tearing it down. That's what I think. <sighs> so where you see our rivals at, bro? Where you see the Celtics? Man. The <laughs> Tricky because like like I said, like A D I mean uh, you got PG coming back from these injuries and everybody's thinking like, Oh man, this team's gonna be like so good but like it's a lot of players that have to leave in order for Paul George to get there. So this ain't the same scrappy Clippers team as last year. Yeah, like, that's true. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna be a growing. Lou Williams ain't gonna be getting 20, 30, 40 points. Like, he's gonna get all them points like he used to. The fact you so, jumped to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. The fact you jumped to the Clippers. He's gonna get about 20, 20 shots up. That's 40 shots right there. And then we're gonna hear the loudest 6.2 assists per game player in the world, Patrick Beverly, tell us all about how he said the Clippers was gonna be so cold. And he averaging a smooth five point two point and two point seven assists. We do have to talk about it. The media backtracking like a mother. This is backtrack season. Motherfuckers they, is they back apologizing. Back, they backpedaling like Deion Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers are taking it all back. They was just saying how the Clippers was the championship team, and it ain't even been a month, and they taking it back. They saw that goddamn All Golden State is, game, and everybody you go, changed. You go down there, all I'm saying is, if you want to beat the Clippers, you got to beat them down low under the post. Yeah. That, that's, that's where you're going to beat them. That's their biggest weak spot. They ain't got no offense in the post. Zubac I mean, and Harold. nice, but Harold is like an energy player. Yeah. But if Zubac is their starting center, look. But I'm going <laughs> to be real with you. The Lakers have the advantage. And on the inside with every team in the West. Look, let's think about I mean, it. They got, be, they, got the, they got the advantage of any team probably in the NBA. Yeah. They come on the inside. I just don't but see teams just, dealing with that kind of size. Most teams win like, small ball like, because of Golden State. So Exactly. And I like Leonard, but I'm like, bro, Leonard ain't going to win no damn title by himself. And no. people can say, oh, well, you know, he just did it in Toronto. Man, folks don't realize the Yahoo was doing numbers. Kyle Lowry was hooping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Ibaka was even hooping. It's going to be a totally different transition. Because let's be real here. The, the top scorers on that team going to be Leonard, George, and Lou Williams. After that, then what? Yeah. It's, it's, 
You know, but they can say the same thing about us. I think we're just going to be a tough defensive team, and it's going to be hard. Even if we're not putting up the points, y'all not going to be scoring on us like crazy. This, I mean, first and second line. I'm going to tell you right now. Even if I just throw Dwight Howard down there against the Clippers, I got an advantage. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I mean, Zubac, it's going to be hard for Zubac and them to score and get their easy points. The only thing is you could double Lou Will. You could just double him. You could. But then but why though? Why double? He's six one. But he <laughs> makes double He makes shots though, bro. He make he makes like, a lot of fucking like, threes. That, you could put Avery Bradley on him. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I You could put Danny Green on him. Oh, that's risky. Yeah, that's true. I would probably I would probably throw Green on Leonard for a few stretches and see how that works. Right. But first, I'm going to start off with Avery. I'm going to throw as many different defenders as I can. I want Bradley on him. I want Caruso on him. I'm telling you. I want Dudley on him. I'm tell- I want everybody on that dude so he get a different look. Well, this is game one. He don't have Paul George. This is our first game. No so Paul we can't George. talk about it. No Paul George. Paul George. So you can double Paul well, uh, Leonard. You can double him. There's nobody. There's no second guy. There's no second guy at all. And who's going to stop some AD on that damn team? That's what I keep asking. I keep asking who's going to stop that LeBron AD pick and roll. You can tell me who's going to stop that. I don't see nobody stopping it. That pick and roll, that pick and pop. That pick and pop is gross. Who's going to stop some Dwight Howard pick and roll? Dwight Howard Rondo pick and roll. Yeah, yeah. It's looking. that. You know what looked even better? The cook. Dwight Howard pick and roll. That shit looked nasty. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think folks give man. I don't think folks give Dwight Howard no credit, man. Dwight Howard coming in and putting in work. <laughs> I just, I don't want to give him too much because it's still early. Give him credit, dog. No, you, it's you still early. You with me up and down. It's still thing. early, bro. I understand that, bro. But let's be real here. Has he had a better start than he had with this team than he has in any other year? Lately, it's still preseason. It's still preseason. I wait. You just can't. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna give it. Okay, I'm gonna give it a month. Okay, if if he if he's clowning by December, like really clowning by December, and he's just serious and not being playful, I'm done. I'm like hell yeah. But I have to see it, bro. Look, I have to see it look, look, in real look, games. Look. The man, I think the man can get you a smooth double double, even off the bench. He I, better I off the top. The the top. I'm looking more for can he give me two or three blocks a game? If he can do that, I think he can. That will be the game changer because then I think he can. I think he can too. And the more that he plays, I just think. Dude's got a funnel. Like, people don't realize when you play defense, it's not just about stopping the dude from scoring. You have to, fun- you can funnel your guy into an even better defender. True. That's what Steph Curry And they got AD time. on the other people and they, don't realize, Yeah, that's true. People, people don't realize how good Steph is. Steph may not be like no lockdown Kawhi Leonard type defender, but he's going to funnel you into the direction of that lockdown defender who's going to either take the ball from you or block your shot. And people don't realize that's important. That's what makes a good defense. That's defensive awareness alone. And if you can do that, 
Follow him in the Dwight Howard if you want. Dwight Howard will send your ball to the third row. <laughs> Man, that's very true, dog. I, you know what? Let's get to the other corner. Hold on. Hey guys, I'm here. Uh, this is Mavis again for the next quarter. And I got a guest with me, man. You might have seen her posing next to Spike Lee. A front row with the fly kicks on. And maybe taking pictures yeah. on the Lakers training floor, man. Or maybe you saw her at the gym. You Maybe you saw her at the gym with Melo. This is the co-host of the Cass and Vic show. For Slam Magazine, this is at Count On Vic. Give her, hey. give her an applause. She deserves it. Give her an applause. I was saying, uh, yo, you one of my favorite followers on Twitter, and I've seen the whole scope, like from the <laughs> beginning. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy to have you on here. I just appreciate it. I just want to say that for all the people listening, so they could be. Like, oh yeah, Vic, oh my God. Of course. I, I appreciate you having me on. I feel like we've known each other for such a long time. You know, like you said on social media, it's so funny. Yeah, it's crazy. That things happen. Yeah. Yeah, you keep going. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> What'd you say? I was just saying, it's crazy how long we've been following each other and we've never had a conversation over the phone or anything like that. So you guys really are listening to us have a conversation for the first time. This is a real thing. This is kind of crazy for both. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of it. So we might as well get into it. You're a huge Laker fan. How did you feel about the preseason? You know, with the Lakers, I feel like every year we kind of try and get hype and, and, you know, we wish for the best to happen in the off season, and I feel like you know this off season we kind of we we did what we had to do, and so why stuff was crazy, and I'm just you know I was just glad it was over, and we didn't have to worry about him anymore. Um, but you know, I feel like we have a really strong squad. I know Cruz is out for a little bit now, yeah. but you know, I feel like we have length. I feel like our front court is. Insanely talented, you know. I'm I'm excited. I need to see Braun being Braun more and uh, kind of playing that guard position that we all kind of enjoy watching right. him play. So I don't know. Like I'm excited. We yeah. beat the Warriors like badly a few times. Yes. So I was like, listen, if we can if we can just keep that energy going uh, throughout the season, I feel like we'll be good. I mean. Uh, I feel like a few people surprised me. Um, I thought Narvell was a crazy surprise. Like, it was like the yeah, gift they kept giving. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he dropped, what, 29 the other night? And I was just, like, freaking out in my head. Like, we basically stole this guy. Like, it's crazy that. And you know who else impressed me? I think uh, I think he kind of gets lost with all the big names. But McGee was really good uh, in that game that JaVale, you were just talking about. Yeah, JaVale has been working hard all summer. Uh, I got to see him a few days at Brickley's gym. Mm. And, you know, I kind of, I've, I've been saying this, like he just looks very, very good under the basket. Like he'll grab a rebound and, and dunk it back. He'll, he'll really try on defense. He's just, he looks really like energetic and ready to go. Yeah, and I feel like 
having JaVale, like, as, as, as sad as it is to not have Boogie right now, and as sad as that injury is, you know, I feel like at least we have, we have JaVale to kind of close that gap, and I think he's, he's up for it. I mean, he's ready to go. So, and I think he's been the healthiest, he's yeah. the healthiest now that he's ever been because, you know, he's really taking care of himself, his body. He's doing the plant-based thing. Oh. Um, so, you know, it's, it's exciting. I feel like, I feel like we should, like I said, like we should be fine as long as obviously no injuries and the time management, the load management. I think that's, that's important for guys like AD who, you know, sometimes have those injuries while he like, he'll miss games. Right. Or, you know, Bron last season. So as long as everyone kind of knows their place and gels well, I feel like it should be like, pretty smooth for the rest of the season. And I think that leads to the Dwight thing, and everybody wants to know what's up with Dwight. He, he seems pretty low-key, and he seems like he's trying to be a fit. And I don't know how to really judge it right now because I didn't want to put all my stakes in because it's just preseason. But I will say he looks – his demeanor is different. That's what it feels like, you know, Maybe that's just me from the, of course, that's me from the outside looking in, but it seems like his demeanor is more serious, but I'm not sure. I'm just going off of what I see. You know, I don't know. Right. I mean, I mean, with, with Dwight, you know, the first thing I thought, I saw him in July, the first thing I thought when I saw him was, first of all, he looks crazy skinny and thick. Right, right. Right. He's really taking care of his body. He's, um... You know, with the bigger guys also, it's like a lot of the weight thing. Like Shaq got started getting injured a lot later on because he was just so heavy and it yeah, was really he was hard packing on, on the pounds. Yeah, he definitely was yeah. packing on the pounds. Yeah. So, you know, with Shaq, even even like with the with the guards, like with Kobe, you know, we saw this with Kobe. Kobe lost like twenty pounds post injury because he just realized like his knees, like his ankles, his knees, like everything is just more prone to injury right. when you're, you're bigger, you're not taking care of your body. And I feel like all these guys are doing it. Like, Braun looks very in shape, same thing. So, yeah. I, I think, you know, I'm here, like I said, when we signed Dwight, Dwight I feel like I was, all, I was all ready for that, to see him uh, contributing to the team. I think that's what he's trying to do. I don't think he will be a distraction. I think he knows his place. And hopefully, you know, that continues um, as, as we, like, keep winning games also, I feel like you'll see how important it is to have a guy like Dwight. Right. Like, he's there to grab rebounds. He's working on his shot. He stayed after the game the other day because he missed one free throw or two free throws. I think he made, like, four out of six, and he mm. stayed after the game to focus on that and to work on his game. So I feel like, you know, if, if you're really looking at Dwight now, it's not who he was five, six years ago. So... I'm, I mean, I'm here for him. I'm here for. I'm always here for a comeback. I feel like Laker fans are too. So yeah. I, I and you know, could, how do you how do you feel about? It? Yeah, but you could tell how it feels like the emotions on the timeline even shifted. Like you could see that people are more like, all right, maybe we should get this guy a chance. You know, he seems a little different. He doesn't seem so uh, playful, and you could tell the timeline was like, all right, we got to be on his side. Because at first, you were still hearing boos. Like, everything kind of shifted just from these few little games. So, I definitely hear what you're saying. It's, I think people are being more for, forgiving now. Now that we're 
actually in it. And who's to say how they'll be after if he clowns like the first two weeks, people would definitely be down. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah, people are just think waiting to see. I think he knows now. Yeah. yeah. I think he knows not, not to even do any of that shit. So I feel like, again, with Dwight, it's like a personal growth thing. And I think he's mentally there and he's prepared. But we never know like what's going to happen. But I, the way I see it right now, he's ready to go. You right. know? Uh, and, you know, talking about the bench, I felt the same way you did. I felt like we never really have seen the full bench rotation yet. I mean, there's still players just coming back from injury. Kuz is out. We barely got to see Daniels. We barely got to see Dudley. So we we don't really know what the bench is going to give us exactly. We only see uh, parts of it. A little bit of Rondo here, a little bit of Dwight here. So I still think people are crafting ideas because I see it on my timeline all the time of who they want or don't want right now. And I'm like, guys, I think you should chill just a little bit until we start seeing the real rotations because it doesn't feel like we're anywhere close to the real rotations yet. But I just saw how people was freaking out because Rondo started the other night. And I'm like, I don't really have a problem with it. If AD is cool with Rondo, I'm cool with Rondo because I want AD to stay. So I don't know. Right. That's how I feel about I mean, it. You know. Yeah, like we saw, we saw Rondo uh, playing with uh, with the boys in New Orleans uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with AD and 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 Boogie, and I feel like that was they were really good. Exactly, and I felt like they were but, close too. I felt like there was something there that. <laughs> He could depend on Rondo. You know what I mean? It. I knew he. He knew he could. Rondo could get him the ball in the spots that he wanted. You know what I mean? I, that's how I felt watching it. And maybe right. that's some you know pullover from that. Those build relationships, and that's what I was trying to. It's hard to do it. Through. Rondo. Rondo is really smart. You know. Like yeah. He, he has so much knowledge, and the kids love learning from him. Especially like Cruz also spoke about it. You know, I really like. Rondo is there to, to, to be that veteran, and, and he has amazing court vision. The problem is, you know, a lot of Lakers fans also feel this way, is, you know, he dribbles the ball too much, and it messes up the flow, yeah. and, you know, all this shit. So I just, I mean, I feel that way too sometimes about Rondo, like mid-game, but I think it's important to have a guy like him on the team. Now, how many minutes he gets and all of that uh, time management, within the game, you know, that's on the coaching staff and the coaching staff is new too. So True. everything, I feel like any prediction we have is not going to be really real until like we see at least a month of, of these guys playing together. Right. Cause it's, you know? yeah, it's true. Talking about that. I do kind of want to see where you think the Lakers will be in the West. When it's all said and done, where do you think they might end up? At the end of the season, you mean? Yeah. Like, like at the end of it, where would they rank in that? Will they be in that top eight? Would they not make the playoffs? Are they a playoff team? Oh, absolutely! I think they're a top four team. I think they'll end yes. up in the top four. Yeah, I feel top the same four, way. Five, yeah, if no one gets injured, I see them being top four team, even top three. Same. I think sixty wins in the West is important, and I think that puts you anywhere from one to five. And I see them somewhere in there. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. 
Right. I don't see. I listen. I'm very interested to see what the Rockets can do yeah. with this new look because the Rockets coaching staff and uh, just the staff, like they took, they let go of a bunch of people, you know, budget exactly. cuts or whatever it might have been. Uh, so, you know, like they kind of look very different right now. They have Russ now. Russ and James are kind of used to playing for themselves. Exactly. And they're very close friends. They're like brothers. So, you know, if they find that, that medium on the court, that's cool. And that's really interesting to see. But, you know, a lot of people don't have faith in them because of how they've played the last couple seasons individually. Yeah. Then you have the Clippers, obviously, you know, PG is out for a while now. And Kawhi has had his, you know, time like weeks off and it's kind of like AD has so it's like the Laker Clippers thing is interesting to see so that's why you know I feel like we need to see a little bit of action before we can really it's, tell because everyone is so looks so different but I think you know the Blazers are good the Nuggets are good if we're talking about the West uh, the Jazz but I don't see those teams really like I, I don't think the Nuggets are there yet. I don't think they can right. really make it to the conference to um, to the conference finals or the finals. I don't think uh, the Blazers, especially with Nurkic, we don't yeah. know how when Nurkic is coming back. Yeah. That's a guy they need that's linked. Or will he even mesh with a dude like Whiteside and how does he play into that? Yeah, you you absolutely correct. It's it's a lot in the air. I I feel like the West is almost like 10 deep. And I feel like that there's going to be a dogfight for that 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th spot. I feel like sure. that it's going to be crazy. And that's why last year, me and TV kept saying, oh, they have to get off to a good start because of, you know, the competition. It was 8 out of 10 West teams right out the gate. But this year, yeah. it's kind of lax. You know, we the Clippers actually being Paul George actually being hurt the first game, so they have a little wiggle room at the beginning. So I, I kind of want to see how things are going to play out, but I think the expectations still feels like championship or bust, uh, especially this year we're giving up all the young guys. And I wanted to know how you felt about New Orleans in that situation because. I don't know if we got it on wax, but we kind of got to talk about it. Are you still going to be watching? You're definitely going to be watching the Pelicans this year, right? Wait, are we, are we talking about the Pelicans right yeah, now? Yeah, you're going to watch the Pelicans? Yeah. You're going to watch Zoe? And you want to see how they're going to do, right? I, I, I feel like this is like of course. the B Listen, team. I'm gonna be following, yeah, I'm going to be following closely. I'm going to exactly. be following closely. I'm going to be watching. I said this, you know, they're, they're a team to watch on – League pass. Yes. Um, you know, Zion is out. And I feel like Zion should honestly, shouldn't even like, I think he should take the, all the time off. Yeah. If he feels like he even needs the full season, take the full season. Do what Ben Simmons did or Joel Embiid. Make sure you're good and then come back and dominate. Exactly. I don't think like Zion is so good. And we saw this in the first couple of games before he, he went out uh, in the preseason. I mean, his impact is, is unreal. Right. And then, you know, you have, you have Zoe and, like, Laker fans, like, we've been new about Zoe. Like, yep. Zoe can play. Right out the gate. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and Zoe got hurt last year in January. I was mm -hmm. at that game in Houston against the oh. Rockets. Oh, God. 
And it was it was like hurt. it was such a good game up to that point too. And that just it just like the it whole, was crazy. It was so much energy in there. Right. It was such a good game. We were up in the first half by a lot, and you know Zoe went down, and then the team kind of crumbled. And then yeah. I'm excited to see Bi. I really want Bi to stay healthy. You know he had his health scare, and 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 you know I want all these guys to do well. Like same thing. You know when when Julius Randle was on the team last year, yeah. like Julius is a double double machine. And I saw him this summer, the way he was working on his shot and other other aspects of the game that he didn't develop in the first couple of years. He's really developing that now. Yeah. And I'm hyped to see him in New York. So, like, any any of the Laker kids, like, even, like, to this day, like, Jordan Clarkson, like, yeah. I want to see Jordan too well. Same. You know? So, Russell, um, Russell yeah, I think it's going to be yeah. interesting, but I don't think, I think they might make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll be, uh, like, a threat. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, that's that's kind of tough. In the West, it's just a dog fight every night. It's almost like who knows, you know. It, my main thing is, okay, we gotta address this too because all of Twitter's talking about it. They were talking about the MVP, who might win MVP, and it seems like there's a power struggle between will it be AD or LeBron, and or whose team, almost like whose team is it? And I'm I'm gonna play the point where I don't really care, but but for the sake of talking, I'll say I'm kind of it feels like LeBron is moving into a nice position as the number two guy, where he's kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to feed AD, but I'll get my scoring when we need it and that's what it felt like in the preseason. I don't know. It felt like that to me. I just want to see how you feel about that. Did you feel like AD was more the number one option, or LeBron still feel like the guy to you? What you saw? Listen, I think I think this is LeBron's team. At the end of the day, mm. I think LeBron is the guy. How they decide to, you know, play this like it could be like a Shaq and Kobe thing where one yeah. day. You know, Shaq tells, like, AD tells Bron, like, you take it today and I'll, you know, help you out. Or Bron feels a little out of it and, you know, tells AD, like, yo, I'm just going to lob it to you and you go do your thing today. You know what I mean? So it should be interesting to see, like, how that goes down. But uh, at least I think for this first season with both of them playing together, I think this is still LeBron's team. It really is. Uh I still feel that way. I, you know, I have no clue how Vogel is going to use it. We've seen that pick and roll, and that pick and roll scared the mess out of me. For real, I thought it looked unstoppable. I thought some of the things that it's it's going to take teams almost like a year to even figure out how they're going to slow that thing down with both of them moving like that. I I thought we saw just a little bit of the craziness that could happen. Uh, the three and D guys really knocking down shots. It was, I know, I think we got way too excited. We, I felt like, I mean, we always do. We always do. I felt like after that Golden State win, Twitter, like, Twitter went up to a point where Lakers was like, you could have swore we won the championship. Like, we were hype, like, next level hype. Like, I heard people like, Championship is coming. They like in people mentions. It's just, just wild, man. 
I'm like, just simmer down just a little bit. Can we get the Tuesday? Can we make it the Tuesday first? Cause right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just want to see a, a little bit before I really make. You know, like everyone's hype and everyone's excited. You like, you know how we get, yes. especially on Twitter. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like it's a like Joel Embiid says. You know, trust the process. It's a process, and you see how good the Sixers are now, and how those younger guys are developing their game. I saw how much Kuz worked this summer on his shot, on his game. I'm excited to see that. And he's a really tall, he's a big guy. He's like 6'9", 6'10". Exactly. You know, that's that's length, and he can shoot. So, um, you know, I'm very excited for Kyle to really, to really show what, like, everything that he's got, because he's got a lot. And everyone loves to say, oh, Lakers fans overrate him, and they hype him up, and that's you know, crazy. like he's really, I think he's ready for the challenge. I think he's ready to embrace his role. And like I said, with Boogie being out, like these other guys with JaVale, Cruz, Dwight coming off the bench, this is all going to be very important to see like how they all play together and work together. Do you have any, you know? sen- any sense that DeMarcus Cousins could make it back before the end of the year? Is that- I almost kind of don't want him to because I feel like if he, if he feels like he's ready, yeah. like he did last year, and then he comes back and then he gets hurt Rush. again, and that's another year, right. that's the sad. Yeah. That's why with Kevin Durant, too, with KD, with Clay, like the way I feel with these ACL, torn ACL, torn Achilles, all these injuries, like, like Kevin just turned 31. He can't play this season. Next season, he's 32. Who knows how he's going to come back? Exactly. You know, you wish him the, you wish him the best and you want to see him do well, especially with Kyrie and Brooklyn. But, you know, like that's a tough, like Achilles is, tough, is a tough injury. And you're talking about Boogie, who's had both ACL and, exactly. and Achilles. Oh. So even if even if these players feel like they're ready to go, I feel like they should take even more time. That's why I'm saying with Zion, like you're 19, you're 20 years old. Yeah, don't, don't rush it. Don't rush it. What's the rush? Uh, right. You're well, the leader why, of the franchise, man. You know, Joel didn't play for, for a couple of years. Like, yeah, that's true. It is what it is. It is what you it know? is. You know, I. Yeah. You know, I feel like. That might be the best way to go out. I just want to thank you for doing this, taking a little time out of your busy schedule. Hold on. I wanted to ask you one question before we go. Let's do is, it. is there a game that you're already – what Laker game are you going to? Do you have it locked in already? I don't. Even last year, like last season, uh, I went out to L.A. because I had some work stuff like around right. season openers. And, uh, you know, Twitter Sports, the official Twitter Sports headquarters, like, they put together, like, an event, and we did some stuff and content for Uninterrupted, a few other things. And, mm-hmm. um, like, the next day, so the, the, the Lakers played the Blazers in Portland, and that was the home, the season opener. Season opener, And then yep. home opener w- was against the Rockets, and I ended up deciding to go to the game, like, two hours before the game Jeez. started. I showed up to the arena and I was like, let's do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it really, like, it happened that way. Um, I'm not going to be in L.A. for the opener this season, uh, this year, this week, because I have just too much going on in New York back home. I get it. But, um, yeah, and I was just, you know, I was just in L.A. and uh, I did San Francisco. I saw, the, I went to the Chase Center for the first time. Mm. I saw the Warriors Super Bowl. That's right. The uh, 
Yeah, yeah. The building is crazy, right? I've only what? seen pictures. I said the building is crazy. Uh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Like, Oracle was, you know, it had the sentimental aspect, right. but, like, that place is so old already, you know? Yeah. Um, and I went three years in a row for the finals, and um, it was just time. Like, yeah. Chase Center is just gorgeous. There's so many things around it that you can do. You know, Oracle is kind of like in the middle of nowhere in Oakland, and it was kind of, like, difficult to get around. But Chase Center is, is, is really, really dope. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. You know? Exactly. It's really early to tell, but... But I'm just glad you did the show, man. I hope people listen to this because I've been hearing so many people. You know, people have been following you for such a long time. We thought you were like, we didn't know what you did for a living. We thought you were like uh, Tommy off of Martin. Like, like, we don't know what you did for a living, but you was always in the hottest spots. We're like, man. Vic just be getting it in, like you know, and that's and that's the thing. Like people don't really know what it is I do, and I like it that way. That's perfect. The mystery of it, because you know what I always say, like what people don't know, they can't ruin. Like exactly. social media can be very good for you, but it can also be very toxic. Very and true. I was always someone who loved to share the most, but the second you have eyes on you, whether you know, it's like you start working with people, and then you have to, I have so many eyes on me right now you got to start moving different, that you can't really share everything you want to share and That's you can't true. show everything you want to show because it's just you got to protect yourself and you got to protect the people that you're with right. at the end of the day, whether it's a player or it's an agent or it's somebody in this industry, you know, like it's, it's just a different vibe. So, I mean, I do a little bit of everything, you know, the marketing brand side, the athlete side, um, the media stuff that I do, like... It really just depends on, you know, what comes my way. But exactly. I kind of enjoy, like, not working for anyone. I work for myself, and I like that. It's hard, but it's, like, people see the highlights, you know, on social yeah. media. They don't yeah. see the work that goes into it. Exactly. But, yeah, like, and I'm you up know at what? 4 a.m. You working, are, like, you, it is what it is. Jeez. Okay. You, but I'll say this. Your personality comes through in those 140 characters and we love that about you. Well, yeah, and I'm the same person too. I'll right. talk shit all day. <laughs> That's right. I love it. I love it. I've been loving it for years. Always a retweeter. You gonna always see me Man, retweeting. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And you know, I don't do I don't do this a lot. Like a lot of people ask me to come on and talk, and I don't really know people that that way. And, right. You know, this is like something that we just did. Like you asked me a couple of days ago, and. I feel like we really know each other through all those years of following. Uh, but yeah, man, this is fun. And anytime you need ever, ever need anything, you know. Yeah. I appreciate you so much. Make sure you guys listen to the Cass and Vic show. I listen to it. You guys Thank need to you. listen to it. I mean, it's awesome, yeah. man. And you know, <laughs> I just want to thank you for coming on. And I'll get to the next quarter. If if it's a next quarter. I'll get to it, all right, guys? Let me talk to her for it real quick. <laughs> Kobe time. All right, we in the fourth, man. We talked so much about Dwight and the Lakers. I don't know what else y'all want from us, man, but it's one thing that I want to talk about with you, bro, that uh, kind of pissed me off, and I just wanted to hear how you thought about mm-hmm. this. The Boston mm-hmm. Celtics. 
saying mm-hmm. that they're going to try to take the Kobe out of Tatum's game. Now, I mean, you know, you, you can do that. I, personally, I prefer you to be your own person. I don't think you should try to be like somebody else. But here's the, only, but, but here's the only problem. The dude been a Lake, he's been a Kobe fan since he was a kid. Is the person that he idolized. Is the person who moves he probably worked on. But this, but, but this is the thing with that, though. It's easy to say, oh, well, you know, they can't take the Kobe out of him or whatever, whatever. How do y'all know that's not the Tatum in him? <laughs> yeah, How that's, a, that's, that's what I'm trying to is. say. That's right? what I'm saying. It's speaking to like, a bigger thing. That could be the thing that drives him. You... Okay, like, you don't want him to shoot a mid-range jump shot. It's been that way. It's always like, been that way. Every player has some sort of move that they've gotten from somebody. I've seen Kevin Durant do the Dirk Nowitzki one-legged fadeaway before. Right. So you're going to say, are we going to try to take the Dirk out of KD? Right. Like, you, you just can't do that. Like Basketball or basketball. That's just who it is. I don't see Tatum going down there. In the third, like thirteen feet away, with his back to the basket, doing turnaround jumpers like Kobe. I don't see him doing that. No, like yeah. I, I just think he just, I just think he regressed as a sophomore. Yeah. A lot of good rookies do that. They come in their rookie year, right? Then you know, sophomore year. I mean, you got to realize all the chaos and a lot of things that were changed around. That's what I'm saying. So it's hard for everybody, right? It's not just him who regressed. Brown regret. Al Horford even know this stuff was wrong. Right. Morris was like, man, this ain't it. Everybody on that team was like, this is really fucked up. And it's like, personally, I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, but me too. <laughs> I, I just feel like this. Let me. <laughs> You're trying to take mid-range jump shots from a dude that shoots mid-range jump shots. You want him to drive to I, the basket. I don't basket see why people more. say the mid-range is the worst shot in and it's not the it's, best I, I was having somebody I was having a conversation about that the other day with somebody about the mid-range jump shot that's one of the better jump shots you can have in your arsenal it but is that gives you the go-to score for any thank team. you the best scores thinking you can't if, if you come in with a decent mid-range look at KD yeah KD don't just breathe and drive he KD don't would tear your ass up from mid-range thank you the best scores of all time that I can think of With all shot mid-range jump shots. That's right. They was all mid-range guys. Everybody that the legend oh, of oh KD. Even Bernard Man. King. Bernard King. You Bro, name them, they shoot. Bourbon, Dog. All them. You have to be able to mid-range, knock down mid-range jump shots. You have to be able to get you gotta be able to get points anywhere. Right. Not just one particular spot. You gotta be able to get points anywhere. And, and that's what I think happens with James Harden sometimes. He gets tunnel vision, and he uh, want to make the home run play by just shooting off a three. But it and ain't. When, and the playoff defense is getting tight. Ain't no sagging off and all that. They're going to be up in your jersey. Yeah. So once they know what you're going to do, oh, I know what he's going to do. He's going to go for the three. So let's just do this, 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 and this. And what did he do? Go right for the three. I almost <laughs> pulled my hair out. I almost pulled my hair out watching – at the end of games last year, people, it's a two-point game, and they're not going for twos. They're going for threes. Not like, open bro, threes. It's okay to take it to overtime. A mid-range shot. Is, Thank you. I don't see why that's considered a low-percentage shot. It's, it shouldn't be. Know. It shouldn't be. It's a, it should be a very high percentage compared to the threes. But for some reason. Exactly. 
I don't know what I, like, I don't I know if it's an analytics thing. I don't know what happened to it. Dog, me neither. It's an analytics thing. It's gotta be. It's gotta now, be. I get the point of I I now I totally understand being against long tube. Like, right. you know, twenty three foot. I'm like, bro, you might want to just take one step back and just right. take that shot. But a sixteen sixteen, like, seventeen, eighteen. 16, 17, 18, yeah. You, you like they pass on that. Like I don't know how many times we saw it last year where dudes was losing games by taking stupid-ass shots at the end of games. The, the mid-range is open. You, get a ten, you go 10 feet in and get you a nice mid-range shot. Right. Come on, man. Dribble drive. Like, scared to dribble. Scared to... It, it's ridiculous what we're dealing with. The, the, the skill level is becoming actually... It's not what people think. It's actually falling back because everybody just becoming shooters. You becoming one dimensional. Exactly. You should be able to drive. And it's like as long as you're able to shoot, you can stay on the floor. Exactly. That's basically how teams operate now. If you can shoot, you get a spot on the team. So and then, like, and I respect that, but I feel like it, as a if you're a go-to scorer, a James Harden, a Russell Westbrook, a LeBron, a Melo, somebody like that. The mid-range got to be in your arsenal. It's got to be. It's got to be. Like, you have to... Okay, just to keep the defense honest, bro. Like, That's like, what I'm saying. There has to be play you all over the court. All Not over the court. One particular spot. Because I remember when we saw Rondo in Boston, and he couldn't shoot a shot to save his life. Where was the defender? Way on the inside of oh. the free throw line. Waiting for him to drive because they knew he wasn't gonna shoot. You don't want to be that person. It's just like how they, it's just how they used to do Julius Randle. They cut yeah. that right hand. They cut that right part of that lane off yep. and go straight for that left. <laughs> and, and dude, you Baby. can't be that one dimensional, bro. You have to bring other things to your game. Like we, like we love Brandon Ingram. But at times, it seemed like he settled too much. But when he dunked on people, you was like, damn, there it is. That's what we want right there. You ain't got to take all them threes and all that. No. Drive. Do a scoop layup. Give us some. He got an an unfair unfair, uh, situation, man. They came in like he was KD, and I'm like, that ain't right, man. Yeah. He put too much on him at such a young age. That's why I hate analysts and all that when they do that with these rookie players. Oh, man, he's a new KD. You know, just because he's skinny and lanky doesn't mean he's KD. Like, or just because he's short and explosive don't make him Westbrook. Or as always, they putting him on magazines. Oh, this is the new James Harden. This right. is the new LeBron. Man, that stuff is a curse. It is, <laughs> man. Look at OJ Mayo. You're putting too much they pressure on people. The next week, LeBron James. That's right. And even with Tatum, you know, they, they propped him up to this level where they was calling him the next up. Not really living up to I it. Said, I mean, and I said, they had man, a good look, run. Y'all got it. I mean, one uh, that was his rookie year. I give him credit for doing right. this rookie year. He took the run seven, whatever. But I'm like, man, you got to think about it, bro. Kyrie Irving is a very, very prideful dude. Kyrie right. Irving, he didn't want to take no back seat to no LeBron James. You think he's going to take a back seat to two rookies? Right. I think not. And on top <laughs> That's of that, why he left damn Cleveland. And you got, yeah. Yeah, but then you add in the Hayward. Situation too, where yeah, they play yeah, gave him all the minutes early. Speed. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard to balance all these personalities 
And I think that's because everybody needs shot. Everybody wants yeah. you know. Everybody want to win, but everybody got to also feel like you know I'm playing for myself too. Exactly. Everybody do the plan for their next contract. That's why I feel like Boston might you know be a little iffy this year. Look yeah. at look, look at the situation going on with Jalen Brown. He turned down what? Was it ninety million? I want to yeah, say something crazy. Eighty million, something like that. Probably. He wants he wants the full deal max. And I, I for one, am all four players getting the match when they deserve it. But I don't know about Herman Brown, man. I ain't, I ain't sold on no match. I don't see no max player yet. But at the same time, a lot of people do WWE max players off their potential alone. Yep, so, just off potential. Like, like I don't see Siakam as no max player, but for some reason they gave it to him. But you so, know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna always be like that. Somebody gonna slip and get the max. Because teams are dumb enough to do it. And they know if they lose those guys, they can't replace them with anybody. You can't get people to go to some of these small-time teams, though. I think it's, sometimes I think it's a strategy from other teams, too. Yeah, it it's is. Tie up your damn trap state. Yeah, box you like, in. They know, they, they know you're going to match They know you're gonna match it. Yep. They just want you to not be able to find the next dude to come out. <laughs> all right. So, all right. You know what? I think the Jello is jiggling. All right, man. That was the show for this week. That was jam-packed, man. I want to thank the guests, man. You can always check us out on the Laker Gang Podcast at LakerGangPodcast.com. Make sure to check out the merch, man. You can get some clothes, man. Dress like us. We rocking dope shit. Go to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash Laker Gang Podcast. Man, I've been rocking with this same beat all week. Hey, who we out like? Who we out like, franchise? Who we gonna be out like? You got one? Oh, man. Let me see. Let me think about that. Let me think about that. <laughs> I gotta think about that one. <laughs> Everybody got one. And you know who we out? Man, we out like Wes Johnson in the third quarter because he ain't never show up in the third. Always want to shoot threes in the quarter. Oh, we out man. like Wes Johnson. We out like Xavier Henry then. <laughs> hey, man. we going that far. Hey, we going we taking a death. All right, man. We'll check y'all next week, man. We out.